0: Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude
1: language, rough violence, and raunchy humor.
0: I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After a difficult battle with the Dark Elf, Ostragon makes his escape with an unconscious Jessica Felcher, and they meet a halfling named Tiro. Meanwhile, the elf, the zombies, and a now reanimated Wade the Horse capture Thomas and Gary. Thomas hears an odd voice from the great beyond, and they attempt to make their escape. In the midst of the scuffle, Gary breaks the elf's staff, releasing all of its charges into the surrounding areas, completely obliterating everyone, including Thomas. Gary somehow finds himself still alive. And T. or is it Tyronicus, meets up with a gnome named Lucky. Before long, they make their escape as the attorneys see a group of a cresting over a sand dune. I do declare, your honor is back in session.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com.
3: Thomas, Papa, you feel an intense, ungodly agony as your eyes burn away. Your skin burns, your muscles burn. It feels as if your very soul burns. And then you die. There is a moment, or several moments, perhaps an eternity, where you lose all awareness of yourself. Your soul drifts apart like molecules of water circulating within the currents of the ocean, coming closer together, then further apart, but never aware of its own motion, simply drifting. But then, you become very aware, as if some force were picking up the pieces of your scattered essence and assembling them piece by piece. You feel warmth, then cold, joy and sorrow. You hear your mother's voice.
2: I love you, my sweet, sweet, boy.
3: You feel an embrace, and then you taste blood. You have no eyes, but you can see your parents again. Lying there, motionless, just the way you found them in the apartment that fateful day. You taste sugary coffee and smell the wet brick of the city before your taste buds flood with hate. And your nose fills with righteousness and truth. You have no idea where you are, or what you are, or why you are. But you feel every experience and sensation you ever had fill you like a vessel. Then you open your eyes. Or perhaps not your eyes, but something like it. You have no form. But you can see as you float in some ethereal realm of inky blackness. Above you lies a thick layer of ether flowing like a river, dotted with dim, multicolored lights like stars.
4: Uh am I alive? Hello? Uh Gary Jessica.
5: Go
4: towards the the Jessica. Uh,
5: if there's anybody up there, where am I or if anybody
6: down my
5: fault
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna go towards the
3: thing in front of me you begin drifting through the black and you hear the rattling of massive chains coming from somewhere in the infinite expanse of nothingness they seem to entice you as you float further and further from the multicolored stream above like a ship descending into the depths of the sea then, It comes into view. An absolutely enormous platinum dragon. Likely a hundred stories tall, drifting through the black. He is wrapped in chains and bleeding through warped and broken metallic scales. His eyes are sunken and hollow, almost skull-like, but they glow as they turn to face you. Thomas.
4: Welcome To the end. Uh, what? Where? Uh, What are you? What am I? You are dead. And I am dying. Uh, If I'm dead, then how are we speaking? That doesn't make much sense to me.
2: Above you is the astral plane. In a moment, I will return you to it. Where your essence may be recycled in the never-ending creation of life.
4: Uh, I'd rather stay as I am. Th- this is a dream. It has to be a dream. I- I've i never seen anything like you. I
2: assure you it is not. Okay.
4: Uh, why am I here and not up there already? How are we talking right now?
2: I wished to speak with you. I have not spoken with anyone in a very, very long time. Who are you? I've had many names and forms. Some call me Bahamut. Others have known me as Saimor, the Worm King, Marduk. But you, you have always known me as Justice. Excuse me?
4: <laughs> what are you talking about?
2: I am Justice
4: Your Justice You mean the, the physical form of, of justice That's who you are? The one and only Okay like, This has to be a dream Alright, you, you said you wanted to ask me something What do you need from me?
2: I vow to find the truth And nothing but the truth For the guilty will always lie, and I will bring them to justice by my hand. Hey, I said that. What do you believe in, Thomas? Well,
4: I I suppose justice, for starters. Not that you are what I had in mind when I say that. Uh, truth, for another thing? I'll be honest with you, not much else. I'm still not quite believing what's going on right now.
2: And why is that?
4: Well, it's all very silly, isn't it? A big old dragon that's claiming to be the physical essence of justice? Whoa. That's ridiculous. It
3: lets out a massive groan as you say that, and it almost looks as if the chains tighten a little bit. And he says, No. Why do you believe
4: in justice and truth? Because, well, those things are what make life right, essentially. Without that, then, we have
2: nothing. And are you satisfied
4: with how your life turned
2: out? Not yet. (laughs) Yet.
4: Well, there's still a lot of work to be done.
2: Your life is over, Thomas.
4: Oh, yes, I suppose that's true. Well, if that's the case, then I, I suppose not. I suppose I... Failed that life. What would you have considered a success? Well, I feel like I did successfully seek out the truth to the best of my abilities, but I never quite found out why my parents were murdered. If they were murdered, I still don't really know that. I never found the truth behind my friend Dot's death. Well, I guess I I really didn't succeed in many things that I set out to do.
2: You are far from the only one who has
4: not accomplished what they wished. Can I go back? There must be a way to go back. If I'm here, right?
2: You are in the space between
4: realms, Thomas.
2: Right. Beyond this is nothing. You can no longer return to your life, but your essence will. We are all essences, fueled by our convictions and those who believe in them. Just as you were tied to your fellow men with common interest, We, the gods, for lack of a better word, were tied to our followers. Your essence was more singular than most. Perhaps we can assist each other.
4: That sounds great to me. What did you have in mind?
2: I cannot grant you another life, but I can lend you some of mine. I am too weak to return to your realm. However, through you, I can have a proxy to spread belief. In turn, you have a little more time. How much more time? I cannot say. Just as the powers you knew in life once flowed from me, should you accept, your life now will as well. As I strengthen, you will enjoy great power. As I weaken, you will lose
4: everything. Well? I suppose I don't really have a choice here.
2: You always have a choice, Thomas. You are free to accept your fate. This is an opportunity not often granted. And it will not be granted again. Right.
4: Then there is only one choice I accept. But I don't accept for the sake of you. We just met after all. I accept
2: <laughs> you should, I should probably buy you dinner first.
4: Right, right. Th- that's...
2: There are no good restaurants in the realm between realms. It's
4: all happening very quickly right now. Just, you could, you'd understand so my... you just felt
2: right to me honestly.
4: I, I know, it, it, you know. I appreciate the, the gusto, but <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway, I'm doing it for me and my sense of justice. Not for you
2: who is justice. Justice is universal. It lives in me. And it lives in you, it lives
5: it in lives all who in believe. You.
2: God damn it lives in you. Like the Lion King. It
5: lives in... <laughs>
2: but our beings will be linked. Your job will be to spread justice and the belief in justice. Not just any, not the false ideal cooked up by man. But true justice, tempered with mercy and punishment. Tempered with forgiveness.
4: And if I do that, I live? For a time. And if I fail, I die. If
2: you fail, much more than you will perish.
4: Oh boy. You have a lot of trust in me, I must say.
2: I am rather desperate. However, your essence is, as I said, more singular than most.
4: And you know what? I'm quite desperate too, so let's get this deal done.
2: Very well. I will return you. Please... Do not fail me. Do not fail the people of Ulmerissia. Don't let her win. Wait, 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 wait. who's her? And
4: before
3: you can finish your sentence, Bahamut's glowing white eyes seem to grow brighter as he draws on some power deep within. You see those chains, each link larger than you, tighten against his body as more of the platinum scales crack under the strength. A bright blue light shines from the cracks in his chest as he opens his mouth and blasts you with a fiery light. You are immediately reminded of the agony of your death as your essence blasts forth with incredible speed. You seem to fly through that ethereal flowing river of lights as you burn. You toss and turn through the tides with Bahamut's power propelling you like a rocket. Hot, 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 hot. Eventually... You come out the other side into some realm of bright white light that seems to make no spatial sense to you. Still, you fly. You fly past stars and space. Your mind can hardly comprehend as more and more physical sensation returns and you feel the searing heat of justice's might. Finally, you pass out. When you open your eyes, you are exactly where you left, sitting in the scorched crater. Ah. Uh. Am I wearing anything? Not only are you not wearing anything, your gear is gone. Oh, God. And so is all of your flesh. Uh, uh, what? You see a bony hand, you see a rib cage. you see skeletal legs.
4: Uh, bleh. What the hell is this? What do I do? You
3: run your hands over yourself and you just hear the sound of bone on bone. Just... Oh, God.
4: Oh, God. Uh, don't look down. Don't look down. Stand up. stand up. I can Still stand up. As you
3: stand, you hear this, I guess, magical noise as something apparates. And you see... A version of your book, but more perfectly kept in incredible condition and bound in hard, durable leather. However, it apparates, like, right where your chest is as you're standing, and it falls through
4: your pelvis and onto the ground. Oh, I need that. Give me that. I'm going to pick up the book. You pick up the book. Uh, Ah, I'm going to make fake clothes and skin for myself. (laughs) (laughs) How do you intend to do that? With my spell. Uh... What's it called? Minor Illusion? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Minor Illusion.
3: Okay. You cast Minor Illusion, and as you do so, your book glows. You still feel bone. When you run your hands over yourself, it still sounds like bone touching bone, but you see what looks like your old skin appear and your old clothes appear. But the book continues glowing. And it seems to almost empower you with something. And almost as if through some divine sense, you gain some knowledge. Just inextricably, you just know this now. You now learn the command spell and the bless spell. Furthermore, you gain proficiency in insight and investigation. Hell yes. As you feel the might of Bahamut. Not even the might, the essence, as you are living on his borrowed energy
4: flow through your skeletal body Mm, i already had investigation pick another
3: uh okay you gain proficiency in insight and
4: religion thanks bahamut
3: furthermore you can cast command at the lowest level up to two times per day for free you are resistant to radiant damage and you have advantage on fiends and undead creatures nice what do you do I'm going to climb out of this crater and survey my surroundings. You climb out of this crater and you don't even need to roll. The first thing your eye catches is your abandoned maroon jacket lying in the dirt, blasted to hell. Ah! And beyond that, you hear...
5: Oh, yes. oh yes.
3: Ah. Jessica? As you see ten Anubai with spears drawn running toward Jessica Gary Popcorn who is running beside Jessica and Tony.
4: Okay, I'm gonna run after them and I'm gonna pick up my coat on the way.
3: You pick up your torn coat and throw it over your skeletal arms and it just sits like so limp on you since you have no actual (laughs) flesh. But it's on you as you are running at your top speed. So, let's say 20 feet ahead of you are the Anubi, 20 feet ahead of them are Jessica, and about 10 feet ahead of her is Gary. And then 30 feet ahead of them on a just absolutely running spectral steed, you see a halfling and the gnome just taking off.
4: Oh my god, I'm fucking Coco. It just hit me.
5: <laughs> Jessica,
3: yes. and I guess Thomas for that matter as well, all of you, you hear one of the Nubai begin shouting by the power of the Court of Serenity, surrender at once. As they continue to go, who, ha, hoo ha, who, a- 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 Where
6: is Ostrogon? <laughs>
3: you see Ostrogon poke out from behind one of the other adobe huts. He just hid in one of them while the Anubar were coming. Oh. And he looks out a window at Thomas and goes,
4: Mr. Phelps? Uh, Ostrogon? You're alive. And you lost a lot of weight. <laughs> Well, oh, thank you. I've been meaning to, to slim back a bit lately. Um, This is not how I intended to do it. Yes, all your flesh and your fats. Right, right.
7: In case I didn't make it clear, I saw you. What occurred? Mister? Well, hold up. Your friends are in terrible danger.
4: We should probably help them first, and I can explain yeah, okay, later. Okay, let's
7: chat later. Shall we teleport?
4: Yes, let's do that.
7: Should we... Mm, quit little question. I just want to propose it to the court. Should we surrender to the... Uh, reclaimers? Uh, or should we just, like, book it? <laughs> I think we should book it. Okay, come come inside the house. Let them run a little bit. I, I, okay. We have plenty of time, don't worry.
5: Oh, all right. <laughs> and, uh, Jessica's like, oh, wait wait a second. Hold on, they they said they're with the court. I mean, I think... She stops and he goes, Gary! Gary, hold on! They're with the court, I think it's... This is a big And she turns around, this is a big old misunderstanding there. Hi. Hi, fellas. And maybe ladies.
3: One of the Anubai immediately puts a spear to your throat and says, Order your
6: compatriots
3: to surrender.
6: Gary keeps running.
3: Gary, come back here. Surrender. You, you see the remaining nine are still running after Gary going, "Whoa, ha whoa!" ha hoo, ha One of them looks at you and goes, Surrender. Stop it. Is, surrender. Is
6: there anywhere that I can take a hide action to avoid them? Mm,
3: roll an investigation
6: cool dirty 20
3: okay you see a number of cacti
6: off in the distance i'm gonna hide behind it uh i'm gonna wait till i go over a dune so that i'm out of sight for a sec and hide behind a cacti okay roll a high check with disadvantage because they are right on you <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Fuck, that's 11.
3: You run over the dune and slide beneath a cactus, and one of the Anubai... The Anubai are now running like... You know those lizards in the desert that go from foot to foot? Because, like, the sand <gasps> yes! is too hot? They're now running like that with spear's drawn, and he goes, I can see you. Ah,
5: I keep running. <laughs> Gary, Gary, stop that right now. At this
7: point, Ostragon looks to Thomas and goes, You know, I was so heartbroken when I realized that I wasn't going to be able to have hoagies with you, but now everything's peachy." Uh, it looks like they have Jessica at Spearpoint. Should we leave her, or should we?
4: Well, I, I suppose now we should step in. Now that she's gotten herself caught, it's just like Jessica. All right, let's go save her. What
7: about Mr. Mogbier?
4: Uh, where where did he go? Did, did he run?
7: Oh, I think he's that little dot over there behind the cactus.
4: Oh, That idiot. <laughs> let's. Deal with Jessica first, and then if he gets himself killed, I don't know what to tell him.
5: Well,
7: I
4: suppose tit for tat. Right.
5: Are the other Anubai They've run past me, and they're not looking at me, right? Yes. Jessica, with her hands raised, is going to start singing wind beneath my wings (laughs) as she tries to get the Anubai that has her at spear point to fall asleep. Does the Anubite have 29 HP or less? Yes. He falls asleep. That's it? No saving throw? No. What
3: the? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, this smell is great. I freaking love
3: it. You better sing that song like an angel. And she goes, excuse me, sir. Yes.
5: Did you ever know that you're my hero? I know this trick
6: whale. You you cannot
5: everything I uh, wish I could. You eat. cannot make
3: me mm, uh, can <laughs> Stop this a
5: And he face plants into the sand. <laughs> And Jessica starts to tiptoe off towards one of the huts to try to hide there. You start tiptoeing back toward one of the huts just
3: as Ostragon and Thomas walk out. And Ostragon looks at you like very impressed. He gives
5: like the Obama like approving proving hmm face as he, as he gives you <laughs> a thumbs up. Well, you know, you got to be quick on your feet there. Or in this case, tiptoeing on your feet. Oh my God, Thomas! Uh, hi Jessica. I'm back. And... Uh- and she faints she just kind of (laughs) like oh god gary you are
3: running tony is struggling to keep up with you and you are struggling to keep up as well tony has one hit point you technically have zero what are you doing
6: i swing onto tony's like saddle and i go we have to boy come on yeah yeah and i'm trying to use tony to get us out of there tony's gonna roll a constitution
3: saving throw Tony holds up as you guys begin galloping the Adubai goat. Seriously, stop. You're making this worse for yourself. (laughs) The ancestors will judge you harshly. Uh If you are innocent, you have nothing to hide! <laughs> Which way are you galloping? Further off into the desert or back toward the town?
6: We're making like a 90-degree turn and we're gonna start running that way. Okay, so you
3: start heading southward. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jessica has fainted and you see Popcorn the horse slowly trot up to her to like help her up. And then Popcorn looks at Thomas and goes <laughs> and like rubs its face into your rib cage and like phases through the illusion and then like looks at you confused, tries to salute you, but then kind of falls to
4: his like elbows, I guess, as he's too weak to
5: elbows. to
4: stand. At ease, Popcorn. It's okay, yes. It's me. It's me. Hello. <laughs> popcorn, can we can we put Jessica on your back here? I don't know if you're able to. <laughs> no. Oh, alright, alright, alright. We won't, we won't. Just a thought. Should we go after Gary, Ostrogon?
7: So it seems we're committed to running, then, yes.
4: Not a way, but maybe just to catch up with Gary.
7: I could theoretically teleport to him, teleport him back, and then we can book
4: it. Is that a good idea?
7: I I honestly do not
4: know. I honestly don't either. You know what? Tele- teleport there. Get Gary. Come over here. We'll-, we'll come up with a game plan. They'll be disoriented for a second. Okay, so so we're running then, yes? Well, maybe. Just bring Gary here first.
7: Okay, just so you're aware. I'm nearly out of slots to be able to do this, but I'm happy to do it.
5: Just get Gary here. We need Gary. Jessica starts to come to it, just like, oh, I... Oh, Ostrogon, I had the... I had the strangest dream. I I dreamt that uh, Thomas was was dead but alive, and he leans into your
3: but, ear and says, "Wait till you see what's under his skin." And he disappears in a puff of smoke.
4: <laughs> uh,
5: oh, Thomas! Yes. Was it? You're 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 here. That's right. But uh, oh, there's these uh, Anubites. Uh, they're after us. Uh, yeah. But they're, I think they're part of the the Serenity court system. I heard somebody say stop in the name of the court of Serenity or something like that. It's a region in, okay. on our continent. I, I but saw it...
4: them, Jessica. It's okay. Take a deep breath. Uh, Ostrogon <laughs> wants to go get Gary for us and we will regroup as soon as he's back. As you're saying all of this, you see
3: Ostrogon is using a different, I guess, teleportation method. It seems he has multiple spells to teleport in different manners. And you see he blinks out of existence in that cloud and then appears 60 feet away. Kind of a little past where the sleeping Anubi is. And then he blinks out again, and another 60 feet away. And he just seems to be phasing like 60 feet each time.
5: He's going <laughs> As he approaches Gary. Oh, wow, that must be taking a lot of spell slots as Jessica kind of watches him do this. <laughs> he teleports into the middle of the crowd of Anubai. They
3: all immediately turn on him. <laughs> the spears point, he goes and he tele—he disappears. <laughs> they drive the spears forward. He teleports forward a little bit more. Grabs Gary. Ostragon. are you willing? Yeah. Uh, what about Tony? Are you willing? Yes! Tony, are you willing? <laughs> he nods his head. Consent is important. <laughs> and he disappears in a cloud of smoke with you and Tony. And appears right back next to Jessica, Thomas, and Popcorn. Whoa!
6: And like... I make Tony, like, reel back, and, and I
4: fall <laughs> off Tony.
3: <laughs> Tony not only reels back, but then falls onto his back <laughs> on top of you. <laughs> oh,
4: stupid pony.
3: Oh! Skeleton,
5: run!
4: Uh, 12. I didn't think my illusion was that bad. You could see under here.
5: I guess Thomas is alive somehow, but we got to get out of danger before we discuss all of this.
4: We might get into more trouble if we run. Maybe we should just talk to these people.
5: I mean, I could
7: teleport us back home. That one is way more likely to succeed. I mean, I'm all
5: for that.
7: Let's (laughs) do that.
4: I like that option. We have come way too far. We are are continuing this journey. Aren't we going to die if we do that?
7: (laughs) no, no. Would that happened because i didn't know where we were going i'd never been here before i know my home very well and then he's flipping through his spell book and he goes oh wait no i'm out of slots for that one and then there's that
4: gosh dang it i say we talk to these people let them bring us back to their town and we ask around there i, I don't trust whatever that i don't like it it sounds like thomas look it is thomas it's me thomas okay, okay
6: uh Where did the gnome come from? Let's just go from
3: where he came from. Lucky came from the dune to the north. So the same way that the Onubai came, but they have been running south and the dune is north of you.
4: I really think we could just talk to these people. They seem like nice individuals.
3: I don't want to risk that right now. And I don't trust you. You see, they all begin searching for you. They do not find you this turn, but they are beginning to turn around. They're a little far away. And Ostrogon says,
7: get into one of the adobe huts. Go, 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 go. Come
4: on, Tony. Okay. Okay.
3: And you all cram into this little hut. It's a very tight squeeze. But he says,
7: all right, so what is the game plan? Where are we trying to go? And how are we trying to get there?
6: What if we just wait here till they pass?
7: I'm pretty sure they'll scour this town. It's not that large.
6: I mean, are we in a town town or
7: I are fugitives. We little, we're little sandwich scallywags.
6: How exciting! <laughs>
4: Thomas, is that really you? Yes, it is me, Gary. Hello, in the flesh. Oh my God! Well, hug- no flesh, but you know. Ostrogon puts his hand through your fake flesh and grabs on your bones and goes, "Really? I, all right." <laughs> I hug the bony Thomas. Get off of me! Oh, you're you're dirty, Gary. You're dirty. Get off! Yeah. I- I'm sorry, I didn't. You're poor and dirty.
5: Well, uh, we're wasting time, but gentlemen. We we can have a nice little reunion later, but uh, okay. What wh- what do we want to do? I mean, we we could just talk to them. I suppose that I think they're part of the court system in the area. I don't
6: I don't like. Uh, I don't like. I don't trust them. I don't know. Courts are different in different areas.
5: Yeah, I suppose you're right. We learned that with the with Brookhaven being a speedy little court system that likes a tight turnaround. Listen, I think
4: we can clear all this up pretty easily. I don't feel as though we did anything wrong. Let's just have a little chat with them, see what they want. Uh, there is an entire 60-foot diameter crater
6: where there used to be people like living here.
5: What? Well, zombies and a dark elf.
6: Self-defense. They attacked us first. Uh, Like I, like I said, I don't know how willing they are to uh, go along with that.
5: Okay, I have an idea. What if... I use my disguised self spell and I, I I pretend to be somebody else and I say, oh, look, they went that way up the crest of the hill. Uh, and I do like a nice little acting moment. As
6: long as they don't see their sleeping friend.
5: <laughs> I, that could be part of the thing. I wake them up uh, as the disguised being.
4: Might as well try it, Jessica.
5: Okay. Jessica goes ahead and she uses her Hexblood magic for her one time per long rest use of disguised self as she turns herself into this haggard old elf woman. And she's like, all right, does anybody anybody see like a basket or something? I'll, I'll pretend that I was like... Coming back from laundry or something. Here, take my staff Pretend it's a cape. Oh, thank you.
6: Gary looks at Ostrogon. He's like, Master, is there a backup plan if uh, we don't make it out of here? Apprentice. And he leans into your ear and he says, I'll be honest.
7: The moment we landed here, I thought about teleporting home by myself and leaving you all here, but I felt kind of guilty, so that's always an option, you know. Jessica's
5: <laughs> going to roll an investigation to see if there's any sort of, like, baskets or anything she could use as a prop. Go for it. And, and then he says, So we should
7: establish a safe word. If you ever want to teleport home, just you and me. <laughs> <laughs>
5: a
3: 19. Yeah, you actually do manage to find a basket here. So where the one that the dark elf was holding everyone in, it was like, completely empty and just hollowed out this one seems to have been lived in at least at some point somewhat more recently so there are these like wooden shelves built into the walls it seems like this like hay bed almost Uh, and you manage to find like a twine basket all right
5: jessica takes the twine basket and she puts it over her shoulder holding it up on her left side and then takes the staff in her right and she starts hobbling out of the adobe hut and towards the sleeping Anubi.
7: Ostrogon puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, Good luck, Miss Felter. You let us know if you need anything. I'll be right here <laughs> no matter what. And he turns to Gary and he says...
5: The safe word is Oreo. Got that. Oh, thank you, Astrogon.
6: And and Gary will start massaging Tony's uh hooves. Okay, roll a medicine check for me. Surprised the safe word wasn't sandwich. Because
3: No, that's that's a good word. Yeah, he wants to say it
6: all the time. Ooh, yeah, that's a three.
3: Okay, you massage his hoof and he looks at you like he raises a horse eyebrow. Like, what are you doing? I'm sorry, Tony, but you did good out there. <laughs>
5: All right, Jessica, you walk up to the sleeping Anubai. I, I start kind of poking him with the staff. Excuse the me, sister. excuse me, Charlie, yeah. Charlie, excuse me. Um, in the name of Anubis, And he like, he makes a
3: gesture to like put a spear to you, but the spear is like still on the ground. And he goes, eh. whoa,
5: whoa, there. whoa.
3: <clears throat> oh, and he picks it up now and he goes, in. Uh. Who
2: are you?
5: My name's Gretchen. I was just passing back from from getting my laundry from the line and I, I was heading back to town over the crest of the hill there and I, I saw you sleeping here. I, I, are you okay, Shani?
3: Roll a performance for me. Gods help me. It's a 12. I'll allow it. We were told there was a disturbance in the town.
5: I mean, I did see some, as I was heading back over this way, I did see some sort of explosion or something, and then I saw some hooligans. It looked like they ran up the crest of the hill and into town.
3: He squints his eyes at you. He does, like, the suspicious chihuahua meme, and then roll a deception. An 11.
5: Oh, he got a 10. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if if you're okay, I think I'll just carry on with my laundry here if that's alright. Do you need anything else?
3: Was it a Hexblood, a gnome, a halfling, a goblin, another goblin, and some horses?
5: I mean, I definitely saw a, a majority of the group heading up that crest of that hill. There was there was some sort of beautiful woman with a bony <laughs> thing, and then there was there would be two short fellas, and, and then there was this uh, rather skinny-looking man with a, a suspiciously red, tattered coat, and then in the other direction actually towards the east there, uh, that's where I saw some sort of a uh, gnome person on a, on a uh, what looked like a unicorn from the distance, but I couldn't quite tell.
3: Do you know anything of the undead disturbance in this town?
5: Oh, oh god, yes, I, oh no, where are they, are they coming? Hide me, guard me, please. I'm no, too, no, I've been no, 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 yeah, And he, he takes, you, he takes you in his
3: arms and he says, It is okay. The ancestors would never hurt
5: you. Oh, 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 thank you. I, uh, you know, my, my old heart, my old mind, it starts to wander. And, uh, you know, sometimes I don't always remember everything. And, uh, it's okay.
3: You will be an ancestor too one day and look down in protection upon your family.
5: Oh. My family, certainly yes. Little Tommy and and my grandbaby Timmy. Oh, he's so adorable. You should come by the hut someday and see him. I would
3: love to, but also we need to go find these people. And he yells. He goes, (laughs) 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 out over the sand dunes, and you see the nine that have like spread out. They're like like every generic goon in like a stealth game, like with a flashlight, like looking around for you they're all scouring the desert and when they hear that their ears prick up they're like these very very uh, sharp like doberman ears mm-hmm. and they perk up and their heads turn around and they look toward the anubai that is next to you he does these gestures with his hand he puts his hands down the middle of where he sees all of them spreads them in two gestures one arm over the the crest and the other arm out towards the west and he goes Hoo-ha! And you see all of the other Anubai respond from wherever they are. They go, as five of them get into perfect formation, four of them join back up and run to the one next to you. And he says, Are you safe here?
5: I'll be fine. And may the ancestors favor your journey and your search, young man. And yours as well.
3: Both groups head off in opposite
5: directions. As soon as Jessica thinks they're out of earshot, she turns back and goes, Oh. (laughs) Let me moisten my lips for this whistle. (laughs) I think the coast is clear. I don't know why I'm still doing the voice, but here we are.
4: Gary, what is that? Stop that. I'm waiting for the all
6: clear. I think we just got it. Oh, son of a bitch, did it?
5: Oh, yeah. With that, Jessica stands up straight as her disguise Kind of falls away. <laughs> Spelcher, look at you. All right. Well done, assistant. You've done well today. Oh, I think so. And now, can we please go home? I'm so gosh darn exhausted and
4: scared. After we've come this far, we can't go home.
5: There's some sort of like ancestry cult. They said that I was going to become an ancestor one day. There's some sort of weird religious beliefs going on here.
6: Mm. What else is new? Uh, Ostrogon says we can't go home, so. Uh...
5: I mean, we
7: could. I would just need to do something now that we in the the wizarding business refer to as a long rest. To be fair, look, I know you all are unaware of the magics of the long rest, <laughs> uh, as plebeians <laughs> yourself, um, but I find it to be quite rejuvenating, and Mr. Mogbile, you look. In a bad way. Yes. At this point,
3: Gary, twenty-five of your temporary hit points have disappeared.
6: Yes, that's why I was uh, hoping to find a town. We can do that?
5: Well, there's definitely like a something over that crest there, where the where the Anubi came from. We just have to be wary about them because they'll be looking for us. Does anyone know this area at all? I mean, it's Serenity. There's some sort of structure over there. I don't really know much beyond the name of the town, and that they work for the court system here.
7: Where exactly is Serenity in regards to, what was it, uh, Malawin Shores was the destination?
5: Mallowin Shores, yeah, that's that's it. But, uh I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't really studied the maps necessarily, but... Any of
3: you are welcome to make a history check if you want to know.
5: All right, I'll make a history check. You know what? I don't think Gary would
6: know.
3: It's an eight. Jessica, you could, if you wish... Being from Rabbit Cove, you could make this with advantage.
5: And the second one is a natural failure. Okay,
3: Jessica, beyond some little law book tidbit, you know nothing about Serenity.
4: Let's go investigate that town that they were heading towards. I think that's our next stop.
2: way there yo oh, but i'm so full
6: this, this this is the halftime ad
2: with nicky b Here
6: come we go it's again come back it's nicky b with another fucking halftime listen to me here we go everybody it's the halftime zone lot of that da da have a bone I'm trying to rhyme Kind of. Alright, here we go, baby. Halftime Zone. Today's episode is sponsored by Geek Grind Coffee. That's right, it's the kind of coffee that'll just wait for it. Wake up, baby! so if you want to support your crippling caffeine addiction because if you sleep you're not working and if you're not working you're not making money and if you're not making money you're not uh, paying bills and if you're not paying bills you're not making rent and if you're not making rent you're not living or if you want to support the show head on over to geekgrindcoffee.com slash drimbus and use code drimbus to get 20 percent off your next order of delicious geek themed coffee and i'm looking at Goblin Gulp right now, and I'm thinking, what better way to get into the mood of Gary Mogvile? All right, I'm playing a clip. Here you go.
1: We cut to the inside of a roastery. Groomch's Brew in Brookhaven. We see a long, slender orc observing a coffee bean beneath a magnifying glass. Buffoon... Get over here. We see a much more muscular orc in a tank top walk up and he goes, Yeah, do you know what this is? Yeah, it's a coffee bean. Obviously, wit. I mean, where did it come from? Uh... I don't know, a farm? Yes, not just any farm, but a woman-owned farm. These beans are of the highest quality. Okay, could I put it in my oatmeal so I could drink it? No, you buffoon. And the slender orc flaps the bigger orc across the head with a K. Ow! These beans belong to our greatest competitor. Geek Grind Coffee. Here. And he grabs an already-brewed cup of coffee. Try this witch's brew, Dark Roast. <laughs> It is really good. <laughs> uh, I think I want to start drinking that instead of my regular coffee. No, you idiot. We must put an end to this geek grind. Well, I mean, it, if it tastes so good, it's probably really expensive, right? Uh, you know, Probably more expensive than us. People won't want to buy it instead of groveships, right? Wrong again as usual if you go to geekgrindcoffee.com slash drimbus and use code drimbus at checkout you get 20% off your order (laughs) that's a lot of percent tweaks I know listen to me kit if this secret gets out, Groomsh's is done for. Geek Grind Coffee will be the end of us all. We must. And at this point, the front door opens, and we see a little fear walk in. Oh, hi. Sorry to interrupt. My name's Pollyanna. My friend Gary Mogbile sent me here? Feel deal. And he holds up a coffee bean, crushing it between his index finger and thumb. Later.
6: You heard the man. That's geekgrindcoffee.com slash drimbus. And you're going to get 20% off if you use the code drimbus all right everybody line up and get your coffee thank you jerry benetano there you go queso loco all right john mitchell oh careful that's hot terence knox there you go pally victoria madrid just how you like it stirred up with some uh caramel i don't know greta beignet uh marshmallow for each alejandro lopez i i supersize that one for you Ace Andrews. Careful, that's hot. Emris Craig. Here you go. This is this is just milk. Okay. Ben B. Uh, there you go. Thomas Murphy. Here you go. Regina Russell. Ow. Oh, for you. Hmm. Let me see. I'm, I'm, I'll throw in some uh some some whipped cream. Uh I'll throw in an Oreo and, and uh, uh, fucking Joe Pesci. Okay. Uh let's see lazy tortoise oh man a lazy tortoise uh obviously you're gonna get some chocolate turtles in your coffee okay morgan holly uh holy shit that's hot be careful okay salty you already know i put salt in your coffee evie power oh that one's got a kick to it careful with that one adrian bundy uh i went safe you know i i got you um I, I, I got you the, the, the decaf, and, and Sam Olivos, for you man, Sam the man with the plan, you know, uh, I, I I got you the, uh, the uh, you know, the coffee on a stick, I know how you like it, alright, everybody got your coffee, great, because I'm going to have to shove you back out now, really sorry, uh, I love all you guys, we love all you guys, thank you guys so much. Uh I I don't know what kind of coffee you actually like and there's no favorites you I just I'm just being stupid. Okay. All right. Well, just uh
5: Let's be cautious, Jessica says as she uh, passes the staff back to Ostrogon.
6: Oh, thank you. Maybe uh, you could cast some, you know, little cloaks or something to hide us if we ever run into those guys again.
7: He begins flipping through his spell book and he says, I don't have anything like that. Uh, I could create a bonfire, though. Uh,
6: mm? I think I don't want to make a smoke signal right now. Out here. Why don't we go stay at the inn in the town? Right. Well, we gotta find town first. Let's let's go do that, Gary. Yeah.
5: Uh, Jessica's gonna start walking in that direction, kind of gesture for them to follow. And as she starts to go, I know Thomas and I both know uh, how to cast a minor illusion. If we work together, we can at least cover like a ten foot cube of space or something. <laughs> so that's something that we could all maybe crouch behind and hide behind.
6: How is Thomas here? I thought it was impossible.
5: You know, that's what I was thinking as well. And now that these guys aren't in imminent danger, Thomas, why don't you tell us about it while we uh, walk into town here?
4: All right, I suppose. I don't really know much about the particulars myself, but essentially I'm running on borrowed time here. I had an encounter. Well, I guess I'm not an atheist anymore. I I had an encounter with the god Bahamut Mm. who claims to be uh, Justice Incarnate. Were you sort of in the realm between life and death, and uh, he needs my help to uh, spread justice? This all sounds incredibly silly that I'm saying it out loud, but I swear this actually happened.
6: No offense, Thomas. Were you experimenting with moonberries before uh, that happened? Gary,
4: Gary, I wish I was. Because everyone who comes back from drugs
6: all of a sudden finds... A lord or the lord.
5: I mean, I gotta be honest. When it comes to Thomas, I don't think he would make this kind of thing up. Well, look at me. <laughs> I'm a
4: skeleton. This is not normal. I, I I, feel like anything is on the table at this point.
6: Yeah, this is crazy. And he starts fingering your eye socket.
4: Okay, hey, back up, Gary. You're still dirty.
7: Mr. Phelps, you spoke to Bahamut.
4: Uh, yes, and I believe he is giving me these powers that allow me to live... And help me control this book here with all my weird spells. And, um, Whoa. well, if I don't help him out, it there is a possibility him and I both perish.
7: Oh, what did he look like? What did he look like?
4: Big dragon creature. A lot of chains. A lot of chains. Platinum? I, I, I believe so. It was kind of dark. I didn't get a good look at much, but... Uh, he was very forward with me. Very, very forward. You see Ostrogon, like... It's almost like exasperation,
3: but it's happy exasperation. He, like, drives his staff into the sand... And, like, puts his hands to his head and he goes, I knew it!
7: I knew it! I
6: knew it! Gary looks at him and then, like... He looks forward and he's like... Oh, yes! And he goes to his knees <laughs> and starts bowing.
4: Yes, of course! Oh, how... Yes! How could it be? How could it not be him? Gary, I was dead for two seconds, and you found a new boss. What is wrong with you? I thought you already fired me. I You're rehired. <laughs> no, I and quit. And I'm firing no, you, a, I'm firing you again for finding a new boss. I quit first. You're fired again. I'm
6: here with my master, and I, get, I put my arm around him. <laughs>
3: he, like, very, like, almost patronizing, puts an arm around you and pats you on the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he goes,
6: Mr. Phelps, what did
7: he say? Well, what, oh. what did he ask of you? Why has he granted you this opportunity?
4: Well, I, I think his life essence is inside of me, actually. You could say hello. I don't know if he'll hear you, but... He
3: presses a, uh, his face into your ribcage and
7: goes, Hello, Bahamut. I knew you were real. I told him. I told him over and over again when his faith started waning. I'll be real. My faith waned a little bit, too, but I knew it.
5: And Thomas, you gain three temporary hit points. Yeah. Now, wait a second. Who's this him that you're talking about, Astragon? Uh, just an old friend of mine. Uh, Jeb's grandfather, actually, old man. How do you spell that first name? Is there a silent H? Yes. Hmm, okay. What? Jessica kind of stiffens up for a moment. She's like, just, just wondering.
6: What was his name? Oh, man. Oh, man.
5: Precisely. Is that the guy we're looking for? Uh, What are you talking about, Gary? And Jessica kind of gives him a look just to be like, uh, be quiet. We don't know now if Ostrogon is... I mean, I think we can trust Ostrogon. I'm Ostrogon, wizard of the Tower of Ostrogon. (laughs) Well... We found a note that said, might as well make use of it in Dot's apartment, and it was signed H, and now oh, we're no, hearing no, no, the-, no, the, the-
7: the silent H is in the middle. Whew. His name starts with an O.
6: Well, clear.
4: Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Ostrogon, I don't know if you know anything about this, but before I uh, reappeared, Bahamas said to me, don't let her win, but- He never explained what that meant. Do you know what he could have been referring to? Do you have any context? Uh, Bahamut is a big mythical dragon. Yes,
7: I know. I mean the context (gasps) in which you said it.
4: Valentine. Would Bahamut be acquainted with Miss Valentine? He doesn't want her to win. Win what? Uh,
6: well, she's been almost getting away with things, I guess.
4: I feel like the big mythical justice creature has more, you know, bigger fish to fry than... Valentine.
5: Now, I could be wrong here, but you know how sometimes they refer to, uh, justice is like Lady Justice and stuff like that sometimes?
6: So, Lady Injustice?
5: Maybe her is more like, well, I don't know, like a concept.
4: Is there an evil Lady Justice? Lady Injustice.
5: Maybe it's like Lady Chaos or like a goddess of chaos or something. And maybe he's like in this, like, battle. Ostrogon? In a fair theory, I... I wish I knew more, but...
4: I do too.
6: It sounds entirely plausible. This day is very upsetting so far. I think the noobs have, are gone by now, like pretty far away. The noobs! So <laughs> I think we're good to uh, start moving, because I don't feel very well.
5: We were doing a walk and talk, baby. Yeah.
6: Oh, I'm going to get off Tony here and start walking. We're
5: like halfway up the hill. You get off Tony, and it's like
3: when there's too many people in a car, that when they get out, it like rises back up. <laughs> <laughs> the
6: suspension
3: like comes
6: like on Tony.
3: <laughs> and as you do so, you've crested the dune, you've kept walking northward, and in the distance, you see a large pyramid. And standing outside the entrance to the pyramid, you see two Anubai uh,
6: standing with spears.
3: Is that it? Just a pyramid? There's no town? That's all you see here, at
5: least.
6: You, uh, you've been walking northward. That's all we get is a pyramid.
5: I mean, you know, pyramids are pretty big. God, is this a big pyramid? (laughs) It's a decent sized pyramid. Actually, roll an investigation for
6: Okay. I'm going to do it.
3: 17. Five. Jessica, that same little brain cell of yours has been firing hard today. (laughs) And you remember somewhere in that textbook, you saw a beautiful painted image of a pyramid court. Oh,
5: okay. This is a, that's the courthouse, y'all. I remember from a from a book I was looking at. Mm, uh, great. Maybe we should have followed a Tyron or Tyronicus or whatever the heck his name was. And that, that unicorn. Maybe they were going to a town. Did you see the way they looked at
6: me? Like I was a snack. And then they tried to pants me and...
7: Gary, we are snacks. And look
5: at us. <laughs> we're all.
7: Old-
3: that
5: middle, baby. Now that's the right statement right there because I was about to say, looking at that, and Jessica kind of references. <laughs> Gary still
6: making yeah. it. <laughs> Gary flashes uh. like, for, like, like poses for Vogue like for one second. Like, okay, yes, but seriously, uh, I don't want to go anywhere near those guys again. And that Tiro, that Tiro, always rubbed me the wrong way, and I was right.
4: Okay, so what do you propose we do? Uh, we could go further towards the courthouse or we could turn around and go the other way?
5: Well, shall we just head towards the pyramid since it's the closest piece of civilization we've seen for quite a little distance here?
6: I suppose. But, Jessica, what if they throw us in jail?
5: I mean, nowhere we haven't been before. <sighs> and at least we'll have a roof over our heads.
6: Will they feed us?
5: Hey, you know, prison meals.
6: But what if we never get to leave?
4: Gary, you don't like any option
5: we're proposing here. What would you do?
6: I'm just going to go east, rest up with Ostrogon, and then teleport back.
4: I don't like that, though, so we can't do
6: that. <laughs> I, Thomas, have a family I need to get back to.
4: Ostrogon, are you going east with Gary? The hoagies are this way. Hogies are home, Ostrogon. Hoagies are home.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and the... <laughs>
3: Both of you roll (laughs) persuasion checks
6: and tell me who's his higher. Oh, my God,
4: no. Persuasion? Yeah. (laughs) He lost already. Four. 24.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Mogbile, maybe we should keep heading west a little longer, you know, get something to eat. That's very good for your health. You're looking very bad. At this point, you lose another 25 temporary hit points. I don't even know if I'm going to make it.
5: Yeah. Gary, how are you feeling? Because... If we don't get you something soon, then it might turn not turn out that well. And I mean, the pyramid's right here, so at least it's like a <sighs> quick,
6: easy... At this rate, one more of those uh, hot flashes and uh, I go down probably <clears throat> for good. So I think you're right, Miss Filcher. We're just going to have to go to the pyramid.
5: And who knows not to say this out loud and suggest doing something, you know, illegal. But, uh... If we get well-rested in that jail cell, you know, Ostrogon can always just uh, pop us on out of there.
4: Oh, I like how you think, Miss Feraltrip. If we get arrested, we don't know if that's happening. If,
5: of course, if. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Let's go! Wait, wait, wait. And with that, Jessica... Just... Okay.
6: (laughs) I'm just worried about the horses. What will happen to them?
5: I'm sure they wouldn't kill horses. But where will they put them? Not in a cell. I mean, if we say that they're key witnesses to (laughs) everything, they might put us in with them.
6: We have to say we speak horse so that we can uh, translate.
4: Gary, what are you on about? All right, you want to lose your horse? Fine, but I don't want to lose Tony. Popcorn will be just fine. Right, Popcorn? Jeez. (laughs) See? He'll be fine. That doesn't sound reassuring.
5: I think we should just uh, start heading in before any uh, desert critters or creatures come after us.
6: Tony, uh, you're gonna be okay. (laughs) Uh, okay. I guess you better come with us. I was gonna say maybe he can wait out here, but we might not
4: come back. Gary, unfortunately, if that poor excuse for a horse hasn't died by now, you know what? He fucking outlived you,
6: you piece of shit. So shut your fucking pile
1: of bones. (laughs) Ah! Ostrogon goes, oh,
5: got him And Jessica takes out a, a an air horn from her purse and goes, <laughs> but it's like a it's like a Viking, it's like a Viking
6: horn. Look, like they blow for battle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, you you blow this horn and the Anubi at the pyramid turn to look at you. And go. Huh!
5: Hoo-ha, 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 oh hoo-ha, God! And begin running in your direction. Look what we've done. Jessica starts running towards them. Hello, friends! It's good to see you. We've been <laughs> looking for where you came from. You got lost. You lost us there for a moment. Halt. Act like we belong here. Hello, we're uh, traveling lawyers. We were coming into the area for a for a special seminar. I believe you guys are hosting it. This is Serenity, isn't it? Correct. We're here to meet with uh, the the judge of the court because uh, we were. We're from out of town, you see, and we're- Do you have a case? I mean, we don't have a case yet. We're seeing if there's any additional help that is needed. You see, we've we've been doing some pro bono work lately just to um, help courthouses in different areas, just to see. And we thought we might stop in Serenity since we were on the way somewhere else anyway.
3: Judge Enigmatos does not take unscheduled appointments.
4: Oh. You will want to hear what we have to say, trust me.
3: Your kind are not needed. The ancestors provide true justice. Uh, Truth is
4: revealed in this courthouse. Right. We're very good at that. I
3: am, at least. We can help there. They kinda of look at each other and then look back at you, and the other one goes,
5: You fled the scene. Well, I didn't flee any scene. In the town of Golden Sands. I, I didn't flee. Yeah, this this one here, he didn't flee. He was he was just kind of standing around, but uh I will say, when you're charged at with a couple of spears by some folk you don't know, you, you get a little nervous there. Very
3: well. What business did you have in the town of Golden Sands?
5: Well, we were actually trying to pass through to get to the west coast, you know. And, uh, well, our teleportation spell didn't exactly work out okay, and then we ended up in that town, and then... You know, we were attacked by some zombies.
6: You were attacked by zombies. Some zombies. A Z- uh, zombie she means. Zombies. Yes.
5: Some Zambonis.
3: And what became of the zombies?
5: Uh, we had been
3: told there was a disturbance.
5: I mean, I'm not exactly sure what happened to the zombies. You know, I think they seemed to have uh, fled from the scene.
3: Role of deception.
5: There were no zombies in our immediate vicinity. That's all we know for sure. Oh, no! <laughs> it's a five! You lie.
6: Well, there was an explosion, and they're gone now. What caused the explosion? I couldn't... I didn't see. Roll of deception. It's Five's gang today. Holy shit.
4: You lie again. Okay, there was a sorcerer, and he broke his own staff, and he he caused all this destruction. He's gone now. It wasn't us.
3: Thomas, you take two points of damage as you lie. Uh, roll of deception for me. 26. He squints his face, doing the suspicious chihuahua face again, and he goes, You say he broke his own staff? That's right. For what reason? It could have been an accident. Maybe he tripped on it, and it snapped, or... And this... Killed all the ancestors.
4: Ancestors? Killed me, too. Wait, you were a victim? I was. No longer, but I was. Then how do you stand before us now? It is a long story. You don't want to hear about that. But what, what do you mean by ancestors? The zombies.
5: Oh, they were your... They're, they're your... So how did zombies dispense justice here? How does that work? Oh, I'm fascinated by this courthouse system. When the
3: living rise again... They do so to help those that are still living. We follow the judgment of the ancestors. Judge Enigmatos holds court before a jury of, I believe, the lay folk refer to them as
6: mummies. Mummies? Yes. Very interesting. What about the daddies? What are these daddies you speak of? I think we have no business here after all, actually. I think you're right. Sorry for all the trouble.
3: While you guys have been chatting with these Anubi, the sun has begun to set over the Desert of Serenity. And it is now becoming that dark blue of that desert night. And it is getting very cold. Gary, you lose another 25 of the temporary hit points. The reclaimers look at you and they go, Your friend does not look well.
4: Can we bring him to the courthouse to rest, please? He's in a very bad way right now.
6: What put him in such a way? I was robbed. Look, I'm wearing nothing. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I had not
3: noticed until now. Have you any clothes?
6: Uh, no, I don't.
3: That is very impressive, I just have to say.
6: Oh, (laughs) I guess, yeah. He uses it as a scarf to stay
3: warm. (laughs) Paluman, go inside and fetch the
5: goblin some clothes. And one of the Anubai runs inside. Thank you so much. You're being very generous. We really appreciate it. I must insist
3: on knowing. How is it that you claim to have died and have been brought back?
4: There's a dragon. <laughs> uh, he brought me back. A grand
5: ancestor.
4: That's right. A very, very forward dragon. Uh, I think he wanted to get into my pants. but I
5: think he was brought back just like your mummies are to help dispense justice with the living. That seems to be the gist of what he's been telling us anyway. Then you have my respect.
3: And at this point, Paluman returns with this, it looks like a sheet, and kind of wraps it around Gary, almost like a toga. <sighs>
6: Toasty. Thanks. Of course. Uh, if if it's no trouble, I don't know if you have, uh, like, conference rooms in your court, if we could use that to rest for the night's getting dark out.
3: Mm. They look at each other and suspicious chihuahua face we would have to speak
6: with judge enigmatos
5: that's fine but i i thank you i I, we appreciate you uh taking the time to speak to him on our behalf we appreciate that thank
3: you very well paluman go and paluman goes back inside night begins setting it gets very cold outside
5: it sure does in the desert oh yeah absolutely
6: master i think the vonfires and good idea now.
5: Very well. Uh,
3: Ostrogon kind of waves his hands and from like literally spectral nothing this bonfire
4: appears and warms you all up. (sighs) Very impressive. By the way, before that my bones were shaking and rattling like a xylophone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) As the trembling begins to calm down Paluman runs back outside gives a nod to the other Anubai and they both kneel heads down to the ground.
5: Oh. Oh my goodness. Kneel before his majesty. Of course, yes, and we kneel, I kneel. (laughs) Thomas is gonna stay standing. Oh gods. Jessica goes like full, like the king and I with it. She falls to both her knees and like face to the floor, like child's pose in yoga, essentially sprawl down like
4: in absolute (laughs) genuflection. (laughs) What on earth are you two doing?
5: Get down, Thomas, we wanna be respectful. Ostrogon is kneeling right there with you. It takes
3: him a second because his bones are a little older, but he does so. And Thomas, one of the Anubi looks at you and he says, kneel! And he whacks your shins with the butt of his (laughs)
5: spear to try and get you to kneel. Ow! Okay, and you stay standing. Jessica's gonna try to trip one of his legs so he can fall on one knee.
3: Make an unarmed attack. At 18. Does that hit you, Thomas? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. You fall onto your knees. Ow. What the hell, Jessica? Stay
5: down, you goddamn idiot. You're not getting us hurt
3: this time. We can't afford it. And as that is happening, two torches mounted at the entrance of the pyramid light. Tony kneel. Kneel, Tony. Uh, Tony kneels, bows with grace. (laughs) Popcorn more, like, hesitantly kneels. It looks more like he's just tired (laughs) than anything. And you see... From within the passageway leading into the pyramid, this elegant sphinx appears. You see the fire light his face and his mane. As he comes out, he gazes upon all of you and he says, I have been informed that you wish to stay in the
5: Court of Serenity.
6: Yes, you're enigmatic. Quiz Kitty? I see my reputation precedes me. But of course.
5: Huh. You are well known in many of the courts, O oh great enigmatous one. I have been
3: told that one of you has been gifted by the ancestors.
4: <laughs> Jessica points to Thomas. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, hey, buddy, look, listen. I, I'm i not quite sure. Silence. Silent. Okay.
3: <laughs> I certainly hope you do not aim to deceive me.
4: Uh, It kind of hurts when I do that now, so probably not.
3: Very well. There is only one true way to test your worthiness. Oh, oh boy.
4: A riddle! I love riddles. Lay it on me. I do,
3: too. And he's right up against your face. (laughs) I'm staring right back. (laughs) Answer correctly, and you shall be allowed safe passage into the court for the night. Answer incorrectly, and you shall face the judgment
5: of the ancestors oh gods do you accept i accept i accept as well i accept yes there are
3: two sisters one gives birth to the other and she in turn gives birth to the first what
4: are they it's a day and night Damn, that was too easy, wasn't it? Ooh. Oh, good job, Gary.
5: I have heard that one before. That's, uh, <laughs> that's very exciting, because I, yeah, well, it's the day and the night. Then you have heard the good gospel of the ancestors.
3: Why, certainly, sir. You could have at least pretended to be a little stumped. Gary looks... <clears throat> my feelings are kind of hurt.
6: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary looks at Ostrogon like, uh, you see that shit?
7: Well, I thought it was... And yeast, like for bread, you know. Men do love their bread.
6: <laughs>
7: <laughs> Men do love their bread. You, you see, because you, you need like the initial, uh, the starter. But then that makes more starters, which
5: uh, It's uh, <laughs> Day and Night. Very clever. You... <laughs> you know, I try to I try to keep my distance from yeast these days. I've had one too many, uh, too many issues with yeast. Your
6: Highness, it's not your fault. I do a lot of crosswords in the morning with my family before breakfast, you know. Crosswords? Yeah, it's like a puzzle like uh, you do. You know, helps keep your brain, you know, going. Keeps it mentally active so you don't get Alzheimer's. How does one attain these puzzles? I would most enjoy them. Oh well where I'm from, they uh with the newspaper newspaper yeah it's like uh you know our infrastructure is very poorly built in the desert oh well you should not you and i should uh you know chat up see what uh, we can do to fix that yes let's link up sometime yeah (laughs) let's uh hook it up hook up very well
3: you are looking poorly oh
6: (laughs) yeah i think i might die no offense no yeah i'm dead tired if you know what i mean well then please Enter.
5: Thank you, your worship. Wait, there was only one riddle? Oh, you want more? I want another one. Very well, one for each. Yes. The DM starts scrolling in panic. (laughs) (laughs) Goblin. You may enter.
6: Oh, thank you, your majesty. Paluman, show him to the
3: resting place.
6: Let's go, pal, pal, pal palyman.
3: As you say that, your knees are trembling so bad you can barely stand. Um, And Polyman has to, like, help you walk in. uh, He leads you through these uh, stony, sandy corridors and into this chamber, and he says, This is where the jury sleeps.
6: uh, Thanks for pally man. (laughs) One second.
3: And he drags out. You see there are these alcoves with eight sarcophagi in them. Oh no. (laughs) And he drags out like he goes into this other like winding passage and then drags a big sarcophagus out and lifts the lid off. And you see some like linen wrappings in it and he says please enjoy the night's rest.
6: Oh you gotta be kidding me. What? You are gonna throw me in there? It's
3: Good enough for the ancestors, it should be good enough for you. Ken,
6: C- can, can you just leave the lid open, please? Completely or like just a crack? Completely open, please.
3: That's fucking weird, man, but okay.
6: Hi. Th- thank you... so much. And like two little shivery hands with the cloak over them like come to like grab one of his hands to shake.
3: As you are shaking his hands, you pass out and he very gently lays you into the sarcophagus as you begin resting. Meanwhile, outside, you see Enigmatos looks at you please and with a, a devilish look in his eye and he says, "I guarantee you will never have heard this one. Okay, it is sure to stump you and make you face the wrath of the ancestor. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yes. What walks on four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three in the evening?
4: Oh come on, that's an easy one. That's a human. That's a gimme. Damn it! Really? That's all you have. He's just basic. Do not disrespect digit- me, fool. Okay, I'm sorry.
3: And yeah, as he yells at you, your bones tremble again with the power of
4: this almost roar. And my bones make beautiful music.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you hear the marimba ringtone from the
4: action. Very well, human or skeleton. And are you an ancestor? I, I'm not. A human is
3: fine. All right. You have earned safe passage. Alright. And at this point, Paluman walks
4: outside, and he says,
3: Paluman, perfect timing.
4: Very convenient. Please show the human Uh, to his resting place. (laughs) Come, Polygon. I'm very tired. Show me where to go. Oh,
5: God. (laughs)
3: Okay. And Paluman takes you inside the pyramid, presumably to one of the sarcophagi, as Enigmatos puts a paw to his chin and goes,
5: Hexblood. Yeah? Are you ready? It's ready as I'll ever be, your benevolent this, this. I never was, am always
3: to be. No one ever saw me. No one ever will. And yet, I am the confidence of all who live and breathe. What am I?
5: Um, would you repeat that for me? I oh, never sorry. was, am always to be. No one ever saw me. No
3: one ever will. And yet, I am the confidence of all who
7: live
5: and breathe. What am I? I think the answer is death. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> he roars
5: at you.
3: And he says, incorrect.
5: Oh, God. No. Why did we <laughs> choose this? I could have been fine. I could have been Fights. He
3: roars. Make a wisdom saving throw. No. <laughs> a twenty-one. He roars, and you're fine. But you look behind you, and Ostragon has pissed himself. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh my god! Ostragon! Oh Ostrogon. Oh, Oster- hey you! Just because someone gets a riddle wrong doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad person.
2: Watch your
5: tone, mortal. You've scared this poor thing half to death. She goes over to Ostrogon and gives him a good pat on the head. What would your ancestors think of making other people piss themselves? Is,
3: is that a riddle?
5: Yes, it's your turn now. Well,
3: they, they give me this power.
5: Have you ever thought about your responsibility to other people with that kind of a power?
3: I don't see a clear answer to this question.
5: Yeah, it's complicated, ain't it? Lot of different facets to think about.
3: Is, is the answer Bread.
5: Sometimes. He
3: looks at you with pleading eyes. Like, like you, this is what, maddening to him that you have just posed this question. Is it bread? Is it bread? Is the answer bread?
5: Only on Tuesdays.
3: So was I right? Yes. Oh,
6: so, so we're good.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Same, dude.
5: Well, uh, do I... What happens now, uh... Oh oh powerful one. Are are you are you the judge now? Dispenser of riddles
3: and wisdom.
5: Yes, I believe that is how it works. I have lost the
3: mantle of responsibility.
5: And I I humbly accept this heavy weight. My ancestors would be ashamed. Your ancestors are not ashamed. This is now a very exciting opportunity for new growth, I would say.
3: I must search my feelings.
5: And he gallops off into the desert. Oh my
3: god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?
5: <laughs> All right, sir. And she turns to the Anubai that is still there with her. I, I am the captain now. <laughs> he kneels to you. He kneels to you. He goes, Yes, Your Majesty. What? I would like to be shown to the royal chambers, please, with my guests.
3: Right this way.
5: What is happening?
3: Please. What is your name?
5: My name is Jessica Felcher. Your Honor,
3: Jessica Felcher. Right this way. And Ostragon is kind of like wiping his pants, trying to get rid of <laughs> the the wet. And he goes, you're incredibly powerful, Miss Felcher.
5: I know it. And Jessica beams with pride as she enters the pyramid.
3: And sure enough, Renfi the Anubai leads you into the pyramid as you all rest for the night.
0: This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Felcher, T.J. Berry as Tyronicus, and Nicholas Benettatos as Gary Markler. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited by Michael Pisani, with sound design by Nicholas Penetatos and Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes, or go to patreon.com slash drimbus. Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, where we discuss behind-the-scenes and secrets. Free exclusive merch and the chance to create items for the campaign or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next
6: week.
2: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It happened in the quiet town of Podunk, an ages-old family mystery. What happened with Great Grandpa? Why won't you talk about it? Because there's nothing to say, Ninten. Begets an unprecedented paranormal event.
5: Help, oh, brother! Ah! Uh! My lamp attacked me. It was hovering the air. It unplugged itself and came at me.
2: Mind control.
5: Why is that crow smoking
7: a cigarette?
5: Okay, we're playing inside today. Zombies. I could have gotten out of here on my own. You were hiding in a coffin. It was a good disguise.
4: Extraterrestrials.
5: You've seen them too? I've been observing them for days. (laughs) I beat up aliens with my baseball bat.
2: Children with psychokinetic powers. I let that little light of mine shine, Mama. And it melted the darkness away.
4: And that's just the beginning.
5: Introducing Mother She Wrote, a travelogue diary through the biggest cult phenomena in video game history, the Mother series, as it's called in Japan, and Earthbound, as it's called everywhere else.
3: Each episode, we recount the story through immersive audio drama as it's lived by the
5: characters, unpacking the surreal adventures, tear-jerking moments, and what it all means if you're new to the series we'll take you beyond the controller and into the story and if you're a longtime fan relive these tales like never before and learn fascinating new facts about your favorite games find mother she wrote on your favorite podcast player and at mothershewrote.earth.